Tiger Woods, 2019 Masters champion, 14 years after his last victory at Augusta National, and 22 years after his first win at Augusta National. Truly remarkable. Let's take a look at the numbers that got it done on this very special Postmasters Data Monday. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast, the Masters post game. I mean, unbelievable what we all saw. I think everybody who has been in and followed golf for a very long time is speechless at what we watched yesterday. Um, the journey of Tiger Woods is one that is really hard to describe, is really hard to kind of put in any kind of a 15-minute podcast for sure. But it was truly, um, boy, it leaves one speechless. And it, again, it goes, I've and I, I must say, I've never been much of a Tiger Woods fan the same way that many have been. I wasn't one that was brought into the game of golf by Tiger Woods. I was brought into the game of golf by my grandfather a long time ago. And we cheered for people like Billy Casper and, and Jack Nicklaus and Tom Watson and all the way up. So Tiger Woods came into golf as another player, a truly great player, and definitely one that would bring into the argument who's the greatest of all time, Jack Nicklaus or Tiger Woods, for sure. Um, but when you look at just the majors wins, you know, Jack Nicklaus had 18 and we thought Tiger was stuck at 14 forever. So here we are 14 years later, um, I guess 11 years removed from his last major win, boom, he gets another one at age 43. I believe it is. It's truly remarkable. And to see what he's gone through, obviously the injuries, the back injuries, everybody saying he was done. There's quite a collage out there about everybody coming up and saying Tiger Woods, the next words out of Tiger's Woods mouth should be, you know, I retire from golf. But he didn't. Um, hats off to the surgeons that worked on him. Hats off to Tiger for working through it. But I must say, after all of it, after all the pageantry, after the amazing play after bringing back some of the old memories when people just just wilted under the pressure that Tiger was able to put on them. This is the first major win for Tiger Woods from behind. He has never won from behind before. This is a different Tiger. And he plotted around that, um, that golf course. The, his tee ball on number 12 spoke volumes to me. As he watched Poulter before, and Kepka before him put it into the water going at the pin, right? There's that, there's that little alleyway that always has that weird breeze that comes through. And then to watch Molinari and Finau, well, Finau went after Tiger Woods and I couldn't figure out why they were all going at this pin. Tiger Woods wisely put it right in between the two sand traps. And I've heard Jack Nicklaus talk about that's the shot on Sunday. It's between the two sand traps in the middle of the green which is exactly where Tiger put it. And I thought, wow, he is completely plodding along and waiting for everybody else to blow up. And they did. 
and he got it done exactly that way. But at the end of it all, I was quite, the thing that impressed me most and the thing that I thought about most and was most touched about was thinking about his children. There is really something special about seeing your dad accomplish something that is spectacular. And my father's had a few experiences in his life, in his life where he's done some things that have been superhuman and the public noticed. And there's just a feeling that comes along that with like, hey, that's my dad. My dad did something pretty awesome. So I was really touched by Tiger coming up and seeing that relationship with his children, frankly, with his mother for sure, but with his children. This was the first time his children had seen him win in person. And this was a dream of his son, Sam, to see his dad win in person, not a major, but a tournament. And they got to do it. And that part of it is spectacular. And that's the part I'm most excited about. The rest of it is great. But these two kids now have an opportunity to see their dad in a new light. And they were the ones that were closest to Tiger when he went through the, the very dark days, when he couldn't walk, when his back wasn't cooperating, when he couldn't do what he loved, and he had to watch others doing it. And, and think, on right? A couple of years ago at the, at the Champions Dinner, he was talking like he was done at the Masters Champion Dinner, right? And so this was truly remarkable for them. They are the ones I'm most happy about. Sure, golf and everybody else is going to benefit, but these two kids get to see their dad come back from immense pain and do something that he loves, and he was so much more euphoric than he has ever been after a victory. Um, and to see him share it with his kids was brilliant. I loved it. That was the best part for me. That's the part of uh, Tiger Woods that we want to see more of, and we have been able to see more of. When he's, It was nice to see all the players that sat there and waited for him. Back when Tiger won his previous major, I doubted any player stayed back behind to congratulate him. He wasn't uh, back in the day very likable, right? He was always, and, and not that I, I mean, his, his after his post-game interview, he's, he's still obviously a little dismissive. And there's obviously something going on with Nick Faldo. He doesn't seem to like that guy. Um, seems to be fine with Jim Nance, but doesn't seem to like that Nick Faldo very much. But anyway, it was an interesting dynamic. It was a, a great win. I'm so happy for his children. That's the part that makes it really the best for me. And I'm very happy for golf as somebody, as a golf enthusiast. But getting into the data that matters and how Tiger Woods got it done, it is pretty interesting. So let's kind of go through those numbers. I've added a few fun, a new, uh, some funzy numbers to look at because it is Tiger Woods. So I wanted to jump right into those. First and foremost, we always start with what this win did for Tiger. Obviously, it gave him a 15th major, which is spectacular. But it moved Tiger Woods from 81st position in the FedEx Cup rankings up to 13th. And I read somewhere that in the President's Cup race, he is now ninth, right? He is captain of the President's Cup. He is now sitting at ninth. He could very well have earned his spot as, as a President's Cup player. It'll be interesting to see what he does with that. Okay, so Tiger Woods, we'll next look at his consistency number. And if you've listened to the show long enough, you know that Tiger Woods is a picture of consistency when it comes to this number. He has played in 352 tournaments and he has made 322 cuts for a consistency rating of 91%. He makes 91% of his cuts. So truly brilliant. 
Next, let's look at his performance numbers for the week of the Masters. And then we'll compare those to his 2018 numbers, which I thought some of these were very interesting. And we'll compare those to our benchmarks. Again, our benchmarks being the um, level to which we would expect ourselves to perform to consider our game to be at tour quality level. And if our game is below any of these benchmarks, then those are the aspects of our game that we would work on to improve. So we're always focused on the part of our game that is the weakest. We're amateurs, we don't have a lot of time to practice, and so let's always practice on the thing that we know is our weakest, the weakest part of our game. Okay, so going on with that. So Tiger Woods, for the week, his driving accuracy was 63%. In 2018, his driving accuracy was 59%. So Tiger Woods increased his driving accuracy and even if you miss the, the fairway a little bit at the Masters, it's far less penal than other courses like the U.S. Open. But still, he was better with his driver at 63% than his average of 2018. His greens and regulation, he hit 81% of his greens. And that ranks right up there with some of the best all year long. Um, the very best with Matt Kuchar at the Sony Open at 83%. But I mean, this is truly brilliant. 81% greens and regulation. Tiger averaged in 2018, 67%. So this was a big deal. This was a lot better. We know that the Masters greens are tough to hit and tough to hold and that you have to be very precise with your irons because if you miss a certain section of the green, then you're gonna struggle, right? Three putt comes into it as Brooks Kepka showed us a number of times over the court over the weekend, right? Okay, sand saves. Uh, Tiger averaged 67% up and down out of the sand. In 2018, he averaged 48%. Okay, strokes game putting, they actually didn't track that for the Masters, which I thought was interesting. But Tiger for 2018 averaged 0.266 stroke gains putting. So he only, really, he pick up less than a stroke over the course of a tournament in 2018, that used to be such a huge advantage for Tiger. We kind of see why he, he finally got it done at the end of the year, um, but the Tour Championship, obviously, but that's where his game seemed to not hold up to what it was previously uh, known for, for sure. Scrambling numbers, Tiger Woods gets up and down 64% of the time scrambling. Now our benchmark for scrambling is at 55%, so Tiger is considerably above that 55% scrambling. As far as sand save, let's go back and grab these. As far as sand save goes, we, we would expect to get up and down out of the sand 45% of the time. Tiger did it 67% of the time at the Masters. He averaged in 2018 48% of the time. So very close to that benchmark. Um, our greens and regulation we say is 65% is our benchmark. And players like Phil Mickelson and Patrick Reed hit less than 65%. Tiger Woods averaged 67% for 2018, but 81% for the Masters. And then driving accuracy, we have 55% being what we would consider our benchmark. Roy McIlroy, Tony Finau hit less than 55% as an example. Tiger Woods averaged 59% for 2018, but 63% for the Masters. Then let's jump into putting. So Tiger Woods is above our benchmarks every, all, all across the board in 2018. Um, above our benchmarks, which I think is super impressive. And then we get into putting. And this is where we were kind of told all along that Tiger's putting wasn't as good as it used to be. And as far as strokes gain goes, we see that. 
But in these numbers, he's actually pretty, pretty strong. So Tiger Woods made 15% of his 20 to 25 footers in 2018. Our benchmark is 10%. So he is five points higher, 50% higher than our benchmark in 20 to 25 uh, foot putts. Uh, from putting from 15 to 20 feet, Tiger Woods made 27% of those from that range. That leads everybody for this entire year from their 2018 numbers. Tiger Woods was by far the best out of anybody else on here. The nearest, the nearest competitor to him was Phil Mickelson, who made 24% of his 15 to 20 footers in 2018. Our benchmark for 15 to 20 footers is 17%. Um, people that make less than 17%, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and Paul Casey, to name a few. Okay, putting from 10 to 15 feet, Tiger Woods makes 33% of those putts. And that puts him about average based on the champions above him or, or previous to him this year. Our benchmark is 28% from 10 to 15 feet, okay? Right, one, uh, roughly run one in four between 10 and 15 feet. So let's keep our expectations solid there. You're going to make one out of four of those. And don't freak out if you miss three out of four of them. That's just the tour average. And some that make less than that, Patrick Reed, Keegan Bradley, and Francisco Molinari, who is an amazing player. In fact, you know, briefly on Francisco Molinari, if you want to, if you want to emulate a, 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 tour, a touring pro swing, please check out Francisco Molinari's. Um, yes, it's not the most powerful, none of that stuff, but it is one of the simplest swings on tour. And that is why he is so unbelievably consistent. And we as amateurs should be pursuing the simplest swing we can possibly find because we don't have the opportunity to practice eight hours a day. But his swing is um, unbelievably simple, fundamentally sound, and a wonderful one to emulate, for sure. So if you wanted to go check that out, definitely do it. I was really impressed, took a, a number of occasions to stop and review his swing in slow-mo. It's beautiful. He really does a good job of keeping it simple. Okay, five footers. Tiger, Wood, Tiger Woods in 2018 makes 84, made 84% 84 of his five footers. Now that is arguably lower than many above him that won before in this year. Our benchmark is 80%. And those who make less than 80% of their five-footers, Ian Poulter, John Rahm, and Kevin Na. And how good did, yeah, I don't want, when Ian Poulter put it in the water on 12th, I don't know. I got the tinglys. Made me a little happy. So anyway, putts per round. Tiger Woods averages 28.49 putts per round. We know our benchmark is 30. Less than 30 is good. On this particular number, Tiger is second lowest in putts per round. Obviously, his scrambling numbers are pretty good, but Tiger Woods can get around, can get it around in less than 30 strokes pretty easily. One and a half strokes less than 30 uh, per round. Those that average more, Patrick Cantlay, who we know had a really good tournament, Masters, and Gary Woodland, who also had some fireworks out on the Masters. Okay, jumping down to the money. And this is where I've added a little more to it, right? We always like to look at how much money is made. Obviously, Tiger won over $2 million for his victory, right? The largest purse he's ever collected, and rightly so. 
Um, he did. He was able to get around in a score of 275, right? Minus 12 um, per day. Tiger Woods then made for four days of work. He made $517,500 per day, which equals to $103,000 per hour. There's only one person who made more per hour than Tiger Woods so far. And that is Rory McIlroy at the Players' Championship. And he, he was able to get around the players in 272. Um, but yeah, he made $112,500 per hour. Okay. And then that per stroke would be $7,500 per stroke. And this is where it kind of gets fun. So, so the purse for the Masters was over $2 million. The purse for the players was $2.25 million. Okay, so Rory's was a little bit higher purse. I was surprised by that. I thought the Masters was always the highest, but the players has the biggest purse so far. So there you have it. But this is kind of the fun thing. Well, I read one of the articles and that's what kind of made this happen for me is that Tiger went over $118 million in prize money over his career. So I wanted to start looking at their career money and then divide that by the number of cuts they've made and kind of get an idea of what they make per tournament on average. Kind of a fun number, right? So looking at this, Tiger Woods has made $118 million. He has made 322 cuts, which we, always, we already mentioned earlier. So he averages per tournament $367,000 per tournament. How's that, right? He averages that when he shows up Chances are, right, by the end of the year, that's what he's going to average. So that's pretty impressive. I, just kind of going through and looking at this list, the very lowest on this list, and this is just the list of champions from this year. You've got Trainer, who won the Puerto Rico Open, and uh, he makes $86,000 per tournament. Okay, some of the other champions who are leading the way Roy, Roy, Rory McIlroy is actually in second place behind Tiger. He makes an average of $334,000 per tournament. Okay, and then Dustin Johnson is in third with $293,000 per tournament. Followed by, you've got a Justin Thomas who makes $273,000 per tournament. Again, just talking about the winners. Phil Mickelson, a name we all know and love, makes $179,000 per tournament. So roughly $200,000 less per tournament than Tiger makes, which is probably not a number he'd be really excited to hear. And, and then for one particular fan out there who I know is listening and who absolutely has a big man crush on Jordan Spieth, he hasn't won this year, but I put his number out here just for you. And because you leave the most comments, Jordan Spieth, has made over, let's see, $38 million in his career, and he has made 133 cuts for an average per tournament of 288,000, almost $289,000 per tournament. So Jordan Spieth, you know who you are, and yes, he would have been, yeah, he would have been a good date for the one of you who has the man crush on, on one young Jordan Spieth. Anyway, so Tiger Woods got it done wonderfully. Um, his greens and regulation being at 81%, um, he just, very much like the old days, he just waited for everybody else to fall back, and they did. And Tiger Woods finished it off with a bogey on the final hole. He had two strokes, 
a two-stroke uh, cushion going in when Brooks Kepka missed that his birdie putt on 18. And so Tiger Woods just played it safe and, and got out of there with the victory. It was truly impressive. Loved to see him interact with his kids. Just a win for the ages, as Jim Nance likes to say. There's no other way to put it. This was good for golf in every single part of the way. I, I just, it was, it was a, a good win, but I'm most excited, honestly, for the kids. I think that was really cool. So that is it for this Data Monday, a Masters post-game show. I hope that you uh, enjoyed it as much as I did. And please remember, better data and better greens and regulation in this case means better golf. Until next time, thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.